Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. We are in Ephesians chapter 4. As we're making our way through the Bible, we're going through the Bible book by book, verse by verse on Wednesday night. Then here on the weekend, we dig into a section that we're going through on Wednesday night. And so today, the title of the message is The Purpose of the Church. So if you have your Bibles open, let's pick it up in Ephesians 4.11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If someone were to ask you, why should I go to church? Or what is the purpose of the church? What is the purpose of you going to church? What would you say to them, right? If I brought a mic over to you and said, hey, tell us, why why is the church here? Why do you go to church? Well, here in Ephesians 4, the Apostle Paul specifically talks about growing up spiritually and the church's role in that process. And so in verse 4, he says, and he himself gave some to be apostles and prophets and evangelists and some pastor teacher for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. So Paul says that one of the primary purposes of the church is for the equipping of the saints and the work of the ministry, building them up in the body of Christ. Now, the church is to be a place where people are equipped to do ministry. They're to be built up in the body of Christ. And the Bible says that God has gifted every Christian, every believer with gifts, and the Bible says that God has things for every one of us to do. God has a plan for your life. There's a purpose for your life. And in 1 Peter 4, 10, he says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. So if you're here this morning and you're thinking, well, Pastor Bob, I don't have any talents or gifts. Well, the Bible says otherwise, right? In verse 10, it says, each one has received a gift. So everyone has a gift. And then you know Ephesians 2.10, we read before, where it says we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So God created you to do some good things, right? Some good works. And it's important for every one of us to seek out and to know what has God called me to do? And what is the capacity that he has given me? And it's important for us to want to know what God has called us to serve him. And we need to know that our calling comes from God, that God gives us. Now, sometimes we look around and you think, well, do people just do whatever they want? No, God made you specific. He made you unique, and he has things for you to do, right? I mean, there are people who love to clean, right? And so I come in here on Wednesday, and, you know, Pam's cleaning, and I just love to see her cleaning because she loves things to be clean, and so do I. It's like, whoa, yeah, right? And, And so God just calls us to do different things. And We should seek God to know what he wants us to become, what he wants us to do. That, you know, we've read it before in Corinthians when we're going through the book of Corinthians, Corinthians 12.1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. So he's saying we shouldn't be ignorant about these things. And then then Paul asks the question, is everybody the same? So he says, are all prophets, are all apostles? No. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? 
do all have the gift of healing? And the obvious answer is no. Everybody doesn't have every gift, right? And, but we do know that every Christ, Christian has been given a gift and in the body of Christ, and he's given us things to do. Now, that's important for us to be reminded because our culture is constantly telling us that your life is an accident, you have no purpose, do whatever you want until you die, right? Eat, drink, and be merry till we die. But the Bible says that God created you with a plan and a purpose, right? And we read that in, in Corinthians 12, 1, where he said that now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I don't want you to be ignorant. And he goes on to say, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. So people have different gifts. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord, right? People do different things. You know, I was just hearing, you know, some people in our church are doing this uh, child evangelism where after school they have Bible studies for kids in elementary schools, and they're excited about it, and that, that's exciting, right? They're doing different things. Now, does everybody do that? No, everybody's different. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. In other words, God has given each one of us a unique design and abilities and talents and gifts to, for what? The profit of all, to benefit one another. And one of the primary purposes of the church is to equip believers to grow into maturity in your service to the Lord. And that's what he's talking about in verse 12 when he says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, that word edifying means build up. Now, we don't use that word very much, but uh, to edify means to build up. And, and in my mind, when I read that, I think of going to the gym and lifting weights and building up your muscles, right? If you go to the gym and you lift weights, your muscles get built up. So when you come to church and get built up, how does that look? You gain weight from eating donuts? Is that what it's talking about? No, right? What it's talking about is being built up spiritually, right? And the Bible says in 1 John 2.14, uh, he said, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong because the word of God abides in you, right? So that's why every church should teach the Bible, teach the word of God. And I encourage you to be praying for all the churches across our country to be teaching the Bible because the only way people become spiritually strong is through God's word. And, you know, I pray that. Now, on the way to church, I pray, Lord, help all the other pastors around the country to be teaching the Bible because that's what's going to make a difference in people being spiritually strong. And really, when you think about you know, the problems in our society, a lot of it is because people don't know the Bible. And when you come to church, you should be strengthened spiritually through God's word. It doesn't have as much to do with whoever's preaching, but it's more to do with God's word. That God's word gives us strength in, in many different aspects in our lives. Uh, it gives us strength against temptation. And, you know, perhaps you're going to be tempted this week, and so you come to church today, and you get some spiritual strengthening, and you're like, okay, I'm going to be tempted, but how am I going to deal with it? I read about uh, a guy who got pulled over for speeding. Maybe you're going to get pulled over this week for speeding. And I read the story about a man. He was pulled over for speeding. He was going 100 miles an hour in a 70 zone. And the state trooper who pulled him over uh, was at the end of his shift, and he was kind of tired. And so when he approached the car, he, he told the guy in the car, he said, if you give me one good reason why I should not give you a ticket, I'll let you go. I won't give you a ticket. And the guy said, well, my ex-wife ran off with a state trooper, and I thought you were him bringing her back. <laughs> now, don't use that line. Uh, you'll get a ticket for sure, right? Uh, but God's Word strengthens us, right? And, and it's important for us to go to church and to read God's Word and to worship the Lord and to pray and to praise and, and, and all those things. And it's so important. And I think from my perspective, I, I just... Love, Psalm 119, that says, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. See, when you read the Bible and you 
memorize God's word and put it in your heart that God helps you, gives you strength to not give in to temptation. That's why on Wednesday night we have a WANA program. We're teaching the kids to memorize God's word. So when they grow up, that they know lying is wrong, stealing is wrong, cheating is wrong. And when they get to school and they tell them, no, there's no right and wrong, do whatever you want. They're like, no, I read in the Bible. Right? They're going to know. And, and so it's important that the church is teaching the word of God. In verse 13 he says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Now, spiritual maturity brings unity in the faith. Now, when he says in verse 13, till we all come to unity of the faith, when he's speaking of the faith, he's talking about biblical doctrine. There is unity that comes from studying the scriptures. When I first started going to a Calvary Chapel, the pastor said, if you read the Bible through and you come to church here, we're probably not going to disagree on much. It's when you start reading other books that are about the Bible that we're going to probably have, you know, some disagreements. But the truth is, is that when you read the scriptures and you just read them alone, you don't come up with the weird ideas that people come up with, right? I mean, when I first got saved, I read through the New Testament, and, uh, and then I would watch Christian TV, and I would hear weird things and be like, where do they get this stuff? I mean, it's not in the Bible, right? Now, that doesn't mean that every Christian who studies the Bible is going to agree on every interpretation, right? Because there are scriptures that can be interpreted, you know, a couple different ways. But uh, as Paul said uh, there to the Bereans in Acts 17, 11, he said, these are more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they receive the word with all readiness and search the scriptures daily to find out whether these things are so. In other words, the Bereans... They read their Bible daily. They searched the scriptures daily to see if these things were true. And that's important that you read the scripture. When you come to church, you should be reading your Bible and saying, hey, is what this guy's saying, is this correct, right? Uh, and there is unity amongst believers who study the scriptures. Now, I have people come up to me and say, well, Pastor Bob, I thought this scripture meant that. And, and you know, there's room for, you know, to disagree respectfully in an interpretation of a text. In fact, I heard... Um, Pastor Chuck Smith talking about how he was with J. Vernon McGee. Have you guys heard J. Vernon McGee on the radio? The Bible bus, right? He got his accent from, I don't know where he's from. But uh, Pastor Chuck said that J. Vernon McGee introduced Pastor Chuck Smith, who was the guy who started Calvary Chapel, who helped us buy this church. And uh, he said, God has blessed this man, his church in Costa Mesa. And, and I don't agree with everything that he says, but I respect his right to be wrong. <laughs> right? And, you know, that's kind of, you know, where we need to be, right? I mean, you can respect other people's, uh, you know, if they're studying the scriptures, and, you know, th there's room to disagree, but we need to do it respectfully, right? And, and I think that's important in spiritual growth. Now, when I was younger, I wasn't always respectful with people who disagreed what I believe, but, but I do think that as you grow spiritually, the Bible teaches that what God's going to work in you as you mature, mature spiritually, that you're going to be more respectful. In 2 Timothy 2.23, the Bible tells us, Avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate strife. And the Spirit of the Lord must not, uh, a servant of the Lord, must not quarrel, but be gentle to all. Now, the first time I read that, I thought, what? Gentle to all? What does that mean? You know, and, uh, and I'm thinking, you know, I didn't grow up in a gentle life, you know, but, but that's what God wants to work in is to be gentle. Now, I have some grandkids now. I have a little grandson and a little granddaughter. And, you know, the little grandson's only like eight months old. So when I pick him up, I'm gentle, right, because he's just a little, you know, squishy little guy, right? And, and, and so the way I treat my grandsons is the way God wants us to treat one another, right? If somebody disagrees with some doctrine, we're not to be yelling at them and rude to them, right? And uh, in Titus 3, 2, I have this in my prayer list. I pray, uh, it says, 
uh, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. Now, when I talk about politicians, sometimes I'm like, gentle and peaceable, like, right? And, but yes, that's what God wants to do, right? To, to cause us to be gentle towards other people, right? And as you grow spiritually, you will want to avoid foolish, ignorant disputes, right? Because it, it doesn't accomplish anything, right? And we want to be, as we grow spiritually, we want to love people and we want to be a peacemaker, right? We don't want to be a troublemaker. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day